Most people don't know what's holding them back, but you do because you listen to me, Sam, your self-care guru and journal junkie. Welcome to Journal Entries, your safe place where you can tune in weekly to get tips, tricks, and journal prompts to uncover your feelings, gain clarity, and make your move. We are so lucky to have Judy Holler back on journal entries as our guest. She, as you might recall, is a keynote speaker, a podcaster of the podcast, Yes And. She is a best-selling author, an entrepreneur, and she just imagines a world where regret has been eliminated from the conversation, which I love because it inspires us to take more confident action and to do it faster and to fail quicker, and it's just super inspiring. For the last decade, Judy has built an enterprise that includes a robust keynote speaking business. Her podcast is in the top 13% on iTunes, and she has created a line of personal development products that has gotten the attention of huge companies like the Boston Red Sox, T-Mobile, Ford, Four Seasons, the Ritz-Carlton, Marriott, Bank of America. So crazy. Judy's professional accomplishments have also earned her praise with Forbes and Success Magazine. I think you can tell why I have been geeking out over getting the opportunity to interview her and have a conversation with her. So I thought we could switch gears just slightly. Something that I believe in wholeheartedly is the and mindset. Ooh, yeah. And you know how you can mostly feel and be two things at once. And I haven't spoken spoken about it too much on this podcast, because since starting my podcast, I had the vision of having you as a guest speaker. And I know that it is like your jam. So cool. (laughs) So I would love for my listeners to hear from you, like, what is the and mindset for you? And, and how do you practice it on a daily basis? Oh, I love it. So the ampersand, the and, yes, and. So in the improv theater, the first thing, so we're going to come back to improv here. We're going to back up the bus, beep, 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 and go to improv class again. So remember improv, we have no script. We use our training to succeed on stage without a script. And the very first thing you learn in any improv classroom across the world will be the idea and concept of yes. And this is you getting onto a stage and someone walks out and says, oh my God, Sam, I am so excited to go to Florida. You have no script. Someone has just made that offer. I would then go, yes. And when we get to Florida, the first thing we're doing is getting massages. And then you would say, yes. And we're going to go drink margaritas by the beach and take naps every single day. And I would say, yes. And I love naps. Let's use silk blankets to make an extra high vibe, whatever. We'd have some fun with this, right? (laughs) So imagine if we did that same scene and it was like, you walk on a stage and you said, oh my gosh, Judy, I'm so excited. We're going to Florida. And I said, we're not going to Florida. What are you talking about? Uh, 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 brick wall like proverbial brick wall, or maybe I'd recover and say, yeah, remember we're taking mom for a surprise. Hold on. Do you have amnesia again? And then you'd go, no, I don't have amnesia. And like, I'd keep hitting these brick walls, right? Instead of you going, yes. And it's the best amnesia I've ever had. You've got (laughs) to come to my doctor with me. He actually sells amnesia pills. You get what I'm getting. Then we can go play, but the no, the no buts are the brick walls, the stopping places, the place where all the magic is stolen. And we know these people, we have them in our lives. Heck, maybe sometimes 
sometimes we are that person, right? The no butter, the yes, but the, this is the way we've always done things, or that's not the way we've done it. Or nope, that's not, that's not what we do around here. Or, oh, that's never worked in the past. So we're never going to do it again. This happens all the time in corporate. This happens all the time in relationships where we stop the action. We block our blessings because we're trying to control an outcome instead of being open to what's possible on the other side of a yes. And, and always brings us that possibility. So throughout history, yes, and has always gone together. And yes, has always been the star. There's movies about yes and saying yes and books about yes. And yes is the way and yes is the answer. And yes, I agree. We need to say yes. We need to get our feet out onto the proverbial football field. But and in my opinion, is the star. I think and is Batman and yes is Robin because you can get yourself on the field by saying yes, but you got to move the fault, the ball down the field to get a touchdown. And is the way to the touchdown, like, and is the way, right. And is, is where all the magic happens because it keeps you moving and fear's got one job to stop us. It's also a really great permission slip to what you alluded. I think we have, as women, especially, I think we think we have to pick. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry, but I can be really brave and scared mm-hmm. at the same time. You know what I mean? Every time I step on stage, I am being really brave and scared at the same time. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, I think we can be really excited and still apprehensive, right? I think we can be creative and quiet, you know, create creativity doesn't mean loud, right. Or it's super expressive, right. So you can pick your pleasure. Um, you can be grateful and still want more. You could be mm-hmm. grateful for what you have and still want more. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, yes. And both and both and yes. And, you know, this is yours to decide with, but I think the power is in the, and the, and really indicates, um, an opening of a door, right. A, a vessel to walk into that potentially could hold an outcome you would have never seen coming had you guarded it with a, but, or a no, or a maybe. You know, so I think right. we have to say yes in life, um, but the magic really happens when we, we, you know, explore what, what could get added onto that. And mm-hmm. also, you know, when we give ourselves the permission to be all that we want to be, to be all that we want to be. I love that. I yeah. agree. I feel like, I almost feel like my world opened up and that's a big statement, but I feel like my world opened up when I no longer boxed myself into Mm. thinking that I could be one thing and also feel one thing. I used to be like this positive person only, you know, like the toxic positivity. And so learning that I could be like, you know, lonely, but also happy and grateful and sad, like all of these things at the same time was just like it almost allowed me to continue to move forward because I had those dreams of like envisions and, and goals, but not allowing myself to feel how I actually felt stopped me. So knowing that I could feel those things, even like we were mentioning, like afraid and scared and like about to poop my pants, 
but yeah. like doing it anyways, yes. like it allowed me to keep moving and to move a little bit faster. And so yeah. I love that. Yeah, for sure. I love it too. And it's just, it, it isn't easy, mm-hmm. but it's worth it. Right. Um, the antidote is always action and that is not easy. It's movement. It, yeah. you know, the opposite of autopilot and complacency and being in a box, a box that you put yourself in or somebody else pushes you, puts you in. Like the only way out of that box is to move. You got to move. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so like, who do you have to become? Like, who do you have to become in order to get that, that next level of yourself? Like, you know, if you, if you really want to step into something new, like say you want to be an author. Okay, great. How does she, how does she move in the world? How does she spend her money? How does she save her money? How does she dress? What does she listen to? What does she read? How, how does she write? Like, what does her office look like? You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm always, you know, thinking about like transformation is, is the game, right? We're supposed mm-hmm. to change. We're supposed to evolve, right? Uh, somebody slid into my DMs from my past. This was like two years ago, three years ago. And this person was like, you've changed. And it was very passive aggressive and not in a good way. I'm like, you know, and, and it was some other things were said. And I was like, well, isn't that the whole point we should change. And I, I hope yeah. you, you find that for yourself too, like sending blessings, but like, yes, of course I've yeah. changed, you know, like, the thank challenge. You. Yeah. Like, thank you. Hair flip. Like, okay. <laughs> thank you. You know? Um, mm-hmm. so don't, you know, don't ever let anyone shame you into seeing this next and being this next version of yourself. Cause that's the whole point. I mean, I was a different Judy in my twenties. Oh my God. I was crazy in my twenties. And in my thirties, I was a certain version of Judy. And now in my forties, I'm evolving into this new version of myself. And I know that'll be the case in my fifties and sixties mm-hmm. and beyond. Right. So yes, like, I don't want to be now at this age who I was in my twenties. My goodness. I'm so glad for her, but yeah, like transformation is the name of the game. And just because I was someone at one point, it doesn't mean that I have to be her for the rest of my life. I, I do not have to stick into your box and I don't have to keep myself in the box I've put myself in. I'll give you a tactical example before we transition on, you know, for, as a speaker for years, I felt like, oh my God, if I am not like corporate Barbie, like I thought I had to be corporate Barbie. Like I felt like I had to look a certain way, dress a certain way, write a certain way, promote myself a certain way, do a certain thing on stage, have my website look like everybody else's. Like if I didn't do this, then I wasn't going to be bookable. Agents weren't going to want to work with me. I wasn't going to be able to grow, scale my fee. No, I would never work again. This is how I make my living. So there was so much fear there. So I just like put myself in this little like corporate Barbie box. And I'll tell you something. The second I decided to like scooch the lid off the box, and I like stuck a leg out and I was like, all right, I'm going to start talking. About, I'm going to start wearing sequin suits on stage, like full sequin. Cause I love sequin, right? Uh, let's see. Oh, whoa. The, the lid came off the box a little bit more. I started calling in clients and people and, 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 um, heartbeats into my social media and et cetera, who were like, Oh, I like sequin. Hold on. And then I started talking about like nineties hip hop and infusing some of that. And then I found those people and, and then the box, all of a sudden the box came off and I stood up outside of the box, holding all my disco balls and all my things. And I'm like, well, this is who I was meant to be in this world. Like, my God, you're not giving a last name, like holler to, to play small and you can't wear sequin and play small. And I'm, 
on stage teaching people how to dance with fear. I can't do that in a black suit. So let's go. Right. <laughs> and I found that my favorite people, my favorite clients, all the things like it just became so much more fun. Like, even did you feel my energy shift, even telling like, yes. you can feel my energy. Like it feels me like I'm sitting here surrounded by like a vision board and pink and disco balls right now. Like it's just go find out like really journal on who do you believe you were put on this planet to be? Like, who were you born to be? What did God, whatever you believe in, put you on this planet to go do? Like, what are you here to be in this world? Like, who are you really meant to be? Then go do that. Go do that. And then you will have everything you desire. It's like the algorithm of like, be, do, have right? And the mm -hmm. B part is the hardest part because we get confused because we like so many things. But I always say like, what is that thing you hear about yourself over and over and over again? That thing that like, you know, is always in your inbox or that thing people always say about you or the thing that you think about all the time that you would do for free if someone wasn't going to pay you to do it, right? Like what is that thing you, you, you know, that either keeps you up at night or that you could, you seem to do effortlessly. Like, and and maybe for you, it's being an accountant. Great. Go do that and give that, teach that, share everything you know about it, teach about it, provide resources, write books about it, create things about it. Go be the coolest, dopest, youest accountant on the planet. Give away everything you know, and you will have everything you desire, right? Because mm -hmm. you can find so many incredible ways to monetize your magic, but build trust and bring people into your universe and and do that really rooted in who you truly are, because there is no faking it until we make it. We make it until we make it. Because when you fake it, you attract fake versions of yourself to yourself. You might as well just be you off the jump. And even if that you changes, like I've changed and evolved over the years. Um, so I think I've always been Judy, but I've just... I'm now in um, an unabridged version of myself. I'm not as afraid, right? To just yes. to just be who, like, like I'm not going to say what's like what's everybody wearing. I'm going to come in and wear what I want to wear. Like that is a mm. shift I've made. Where I used to be like, okay, what's everybody wearing to the party? Like, what's I'm like, no, I set the dress code. Like, I am the secret ingredient. Like that is a shift. And you know what? Even as I say that to you, I'm like, oh god, that sounds crazy, a little scary. But that's that's like, who do you have to become? in order to get what you want. Like I'm the secret ingredient. I set the dress code, right? I don't need someone else to tell me what to wear. Like I'm into the, this whole fashion space, right? So those are, those are games I'm playing with myself, right? And things I'm reflecting on and journaling on and, and these Jedi mind tricks I play with myself to sort of hype myself into a room, into a conversation and, and really into a higher frequency. I love that. I think you did a reel about the dress code about how you don't ask anymore what the, what everybody else is wearing. Did I, I need to I, redo it because that's yes, a good one. You did. It was out. really good because I'm the person who asks, what are you wearing? And when I saw that, I was like, oh, yes. Okay, I'll do I, another I, one. I, You're inspiring yeah. me. I haven't done that in a while. <laughs> I'll Maybe I'll do an Instagram story about it because that's a good yeah. one. Yes. Yes, it's so true. Yeah, yeah and, just, and like important. that's be you, be you. Yeah. Like just dress how you, I mean, of course you're going to want to know if it's black tie, like, you know <laughs> what I mean? But do you? Like, mm -hmm. like, why not? Like, I've gone to events where it's like people are ca kind of casual. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to rock my sequin blaze to this. Like, awesome. Mm -hmm. Guess what? Everyone's going to remember me for that move. Right. Yeah. And I'm going to walk conversations up to me because of it. Like, that's why I believe sequins a strategy. Um, but so like, what's your sequin jacket? It doesn't have to be sequin, but what's that thing that's you, right? Like, 
unapologetically you, that's fun to discover and play with. And that can change over time, you know, but yeah, you probably know in your book, journaling will help with all of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think that it, it happens over time. And I think the key to a lot of what you just said is allowing yourself and giving yourself new experiences to try yes. new things. Oh my gosh. Because that's yes. how you become the different person, right? Like if you don't try something new, you'll never know. And then you'll never evolve in that way that you would have. Oh my God. Go like, yes. The, the, the one of the number one questions I, I get is like, how do you write a good talk? How do you write a good book? I'm like, you know what? Go live an interesting life and then put all those stories in your book. Like that makes the best speeches. That makes the best podcast interviews. That makes the best, like go have cool things to talk about. Like, which means you, that is like your number one job on this planet. Go live an interesting life and then come and tell us all about it. Like, or you're going to be a great dinner. Even if you don't want to have a platform, you're going to be a great dinner mate, a great conversationalist, <laughs> right? You're going to be the person yeah. that's the most popular in your neighborhood. Not maybe you don't want to be popular, but you get what I'm saying. Like go live an interesting life. This is where you get, I get all my material from just the weird stuff that happens in my life and the things I go do and read and learn and listen to and all the failures. This is why I get now so excited about failures. When something really crazy happens, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like even with this course, I'm like, you know, I mean, we're, we know it's going to be so awesome, but I'm like, okay, great. If it doesn't work out, what a great story it'll be. Or, you know, we'll, and we'll pivot and we'll make edits and then, but what a great chapter in a book. What a great yeah. thing to teach. You know what I mean? Like, so I just, Again, go do and be in this world. And that is how you build confidence. That's how you increase your tolerance for pain. I don't fear the, the fear like I used to. I don't fear the failure like I, I used to because I know um, I'm, I'm really the creator of my world, right? Like it's, I'm in charge here. Thank you, fear, for keeping me safe, but I'm the boss. Like I'm yeah. the boss. <laughs> so you know what I heard on a podcast the other day? And, and to be frank, I'm still a little shook about it that creativity, the opposite of creativity is rage, rage. Yeah. You heard it. Right. So let me, let me help you explain why. Cause I was like, what is rage? And this is Brene Brown writes about this, like in all her studies and all of her research, right. On vulnerability. And this goes back to being a businesswoman, right? When you suppress your creativity, like really being the creative, you look at kids, they play unapologetically, they swing on swings, they color, they express who they are, they go do and be what they want to be in the world because the world hasn't told them to sit down and shut up yet. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. um, well, maybe their parents are kind of telling them, maybe not, but like, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're at that beautiful age and you know, where they're just, they're, they're, they're creative little minions. Right. Um, but as we get older, we get so in the weeds on our business and email and DM and logistics and spreadsheets and people we need to call. And all of that is so important, but we start to deprioritize our, our creative selves. Well, no wonder you're maybe have a little road rage on the way home from the grocery store, or maybe you're uh, impatient in, in, in line, or maybe you um, are, are irritable with your spouse or snapping at your kids. Like when your creativity, like who you are in your soul isn't being taken care of. Hear me loud and clear. It will project as rage in this world. 
And I thought that was profound, you know, as I sit here and think about, you know, maybe the the areas of opportunity I have where I'm not liking how I'm projecting or I'm not liking who I'm being in, you know, my nine to five, I'm, I'm, I'm one way, but maybe in an, in my after, after five o'clock hours, I'm projecting another way. Well, what's missing here? What's the, what's the thing that I'm not taking care of? And the answer is always myself. It always comes back to myself. Like when I am not on my list, when I am deprioritized, when I've stopped writing, when I've stopped walking, when I've stopped moving my body, when I've stopped doing all those things, like for me, well, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not a happy Judy. I'm not the best Judy mm-hmm. and I'm easily tick, tick offable, <laughs> right? But isn't that <laughs> interesting, right? So I guess yeah. that's another, another thing for us to think about, like research, all hell, you know, the, the work of Brene Brown, really profound stuff, but like the opposite of creativity is rage. And I thought that was really profound. So um, I'd rather yeah. be more creative than rage filled. So that's motivation for me to put it on my yeah. calendar. Go schedule it. Go swing on a right. swing. Go do something. Like if you are listening to this podcast right now, that's your cha- that's your like challenge. Go do something cool and then tag us and tell us about it. Like go sw- go to a yes. park and swing on a swing. It is so much fun. I did it the other day. Trust me. When was the last time you swung on a swung? It is so much fun. Yeah. But anyway, go do something like that and tell us like something that makes you feel creative because let me tell you, mm. oh, it feels so good. It feels so yeah. good. I once got in this headspace where I forgot what brought me joy and I had to journal about it because I, nothing came to mind. You know, I was just so in the grind of Mm. my nine to five and then my side hustle and my relationships and all of that, you know? And so journaling through that, I really had to take a step back and think what, so this is what I did. I thought of my top five ish happiest moments of my life and Mm. what those scenarios were. And then I tried to connect the dots and think what were the trends, if any, and little things like maybe it was outside. And then I could think, I'm going to go swing on a swing. Yeah. Now I love that it. makes me a little Sun, bit nauseous. Vitamin, yeah. vitamin D, vitamin D yes, could yes. be a, a red thread, a clue. Right. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Beautiful. But you're right. When you said that rage quote, I was like, no way. I don't have rage, but yeah. Like, so did I. That. Like yeah. I judged it for a minute. Like I yes. was like being judgy Judy over here. <laughs> I was like, no, not me. And then I'm like, oh, I was a total ass to my husband last night. And to be frank, oh my God, I was super short with my sister. And oh my God. And then you start looking at the patterns. Well, when was the last time I, when was the last time I, when was Oh shit. I, I was just making a joke before we got on the air, Sam. Uh, I was saying, you guys, I just bought a, a stack on Amazon of comp books, like the composition notebooks. I'm like, I am getting my journaling game back on. <laughs> so like, that's an example. Like, you know, yeah. the teacher is the student. Like I know when I lose and that for me is so creative. It's such an outlet. I brainstorm, I color, I write ideas. I organize things in my head to do lists, like dream about my next book, my next talk. Like it's a dreaming space for me. And I've just, stop doing it. And I'm like, game on, let's go. I think I wrote five pages last night. You know what I mean? And my husband walks <laughs> in, he's like, are you, are you writing about me? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, no, kind of no. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, and then I put it in my safe space, but, um, you know what I mean? Like I, I just, I, yes, I, I, I reacted to it too in that way. Like I kind of judged it. And then I was like, oh, I feel seen. I'm mm. judging it because it's accurate. It's very, yes. Accurate. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So tell us about your course. I want to know like who 
who is your ideal person? Do you want the sequin person or do you want the person that like knows she wants to wear the sequin and isn't yet? Oh, I <laughs> love it. Okay. Part? So yeah. here's what it is. I will give, send you a link. Uh, don't forget to uh, send me a little email and I'll get you the link. So we have a landing yes. page with all the information that's coming. Um, that's dropping like in the next 24 hours. But in an essence, this is called speaker school. I know really creative, but you know, sometimes <laughs> when we get too creative, we lose people, but it's really about the business of keynote speaking. So it's for two, two people. It is for the person who wants to literally speak for a living like me. I wanted to be a keynote speaker. I knew I wanted to speak. I just had no idea where to start and no one was telling me anything. And, uh, there's a lot of poser nation out there and a lot of people telling you like the five minutes to famous and all that stuff. So I wanted to like debunk a lot of myths and do tell the real deal. OG keynote speaker insider scoop on how to go be a speaker. It's for that person. It's also for the person who maybe has a business or a brand and she knows that stepping on stage and shining a light on that business will grow her business, her following. Listen, if there's one thing I know for sure over the last 10 years, when I, when I got in this game, I had like maybe 500 followers. There is nothing that will grow your business, your brand, move your product, any of it faster than getting on stage. And that is so scary. So I just teach you how to do it with confidence, with swagger. I, I'm not a coach. I'm a teacher. I teach you how to contract yourself, how to deal with audiovisual, how to navigate fear and your mindset, how what to wear, what to do the night before, how to do rehearsals, like all of it. There's three parts. Last thing I'll say, there's three parts. Um, it's really about building a business. So what does the opening act look like um, for you? And then it's about um, being the headliner, right? Like getting the stage. What do you do when you're on the stage? And then what happens on the other side of the stage, the legacy you'll leave, right? Uh, the encore on the other side of the stage. And so how are you protecting yourself in all of those, those ways? So um, yeah, it's, it's, we're really proud of it. It's gonna, you buy the course, you get lifetime access to it. You get access to me for six months and my keynote speaker friends, we're going to do live coaching and give you all the insider access, take it even further with live calls. And then, um, you'll also get like step-by-step -step keynote instruction. Like I'm going to give you one of my keynotes and teach every second of the way. So you can see how I put my keynotes together and the formula I use and how I create each and every talk I write, you know, so whether it's a sales pitch or, um, a true presentation, we kind of cover it all. So we're, mm -hmm. I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited. It's about five and a half hours of content, like 50 handouts. It's going to be pretty juicy. Just to reiterate, because a lot of my listeners, I don't know if they have the vision. I think after this call, they might have the vision to be a keynote speaker and speak on stage. But also you said it is good for the person who wants to be able to like speak to their business and like show up yes. on social media. And I feel like social media has given everyone a microphone, right? But you have to know how to turn it on and use it. This is the truth. Stages look very different these days. And if you have a business, you need to be on stage. So maybe you don't want to be a keynote speaker, but there's nothing that's going to grow your following, your list, sell your product faster than you getting up there and slaying it. So are you ready for it? Like, how should you look? How should you vibe with it? Should you, how should you be rehearsing? How are you protecting yourself? Do you understand audiovisual? Do you know everything that could go wrong? Like, I want you to get up there and be ready to slay it. Like you may be an accountant, but you, and you have a dope accounting firm that you love and you got podium time at a local event. This just happened here in Arizona where this girl was so, so afraid and has this beautiful business. And she had a choice to make. She could either let the fear take over. And you know, when you can't get up stage, 
on stage and confidently articulate what it is that you do, you're not going to sell a lot of confidence in your business. But if you can, like, mm -hmm. we don't expect you to be a professional speaker, but you have to get up there and sell. You have to be able to pitch. You have to be able to promote yourself. And that is speaking. That is performance. And there is an algorithm to that. So whether it's on a main stage, a podcast or whatever, whatever, you know, I just think either one of those women, you don't have to want to be a keynote speaker. I think they would really, really yeah. leave this course going, oh, wow. Like my soul is shook. And I also like, now I want to go get on stage. And now I know where to go find the stages. Like, I think people don't even know how to find opportunities. And there's so many yeah. opportunities to go get booked, uh, paid or unpaid and, and how are you leveraging them? Right. Uh, in mm -hmm. either scenario. So like I geek out, I'm sweating. I could talk about this all day long, which is why <laughs> I know I created the right course. Cause speaking has just changed my life so much. And, um, I want to help other women do it too. So we'll see. I'm, we're really excited about it. Yeah. I'm excited for you. It's, it thank sounds you. incredible. Yeah. Thank and you. Judy, you, you are incredible. So thank you, you so much for your energy and your heart and sharing everything that you put out into the world and definitely for being on this podcast. I appreciate you so much. Uh, back at you, Sam. Thanks for having me. <laughs>